0: Agencies throughout the world are gradually installing new air traffic control systems. Like the FAA's NextGen, these systems are turning the airspace and the planes in them into one big digital network. And that means, you guessed it, an emerging cybersecurity threat. The Atlantic Council has studied this issue. Here with what the FAA and its counterparts need to do, senior fellow Pete Cooper. Mr. Cooper, good to have you on. You okay. Now you've written an 80-page report on the larger issue of aviation cybersecurity. Just give us a quick, brief overview of your general findings here.
1: Well, first of all, thanks for having me, and um, and it's great to be sort of talking about this topic um, across your network. So um, two years ago, we started looking at the challenge of um, aviation cybersecurity because we felt that it was fairly little talked about compared to a lot of the other sectors. And what we found was that there was a lot of really diverse opinions. On, on the nature and challenge of the, the cybersecurity threat facing the aviation sector, that ranged from from one sort of uh, respondent that said, "No, it's not possible to hack aviation systems," to other respondents saying that there there was a, a, a critical challenge. And we found that actually there's there's lots of good progress being made, but there's still a lot of um really quite interesting challenges that the industry is is trying to work its way through and that's across all parts of the of the sector be it airports air traffic management and that's where next gen comes in um aircraft and and even with uh, a lot of the space assets that are involved in managing aircraft and again that then goes back to next gen
0: and you did find incidents that occurred of hacking of air traffic or air based systems correct
1: Wherever you have open systems, then the, there'll always be potential of, of people trying to spoof those systems. Right back on the basics of air traffic control, you'll have people spoofing radio messages, and that's happened in the past. There have been some incidents where researchers have demonstrated that these vulnerabilities are open and, and potentially uh, vulnerable. There have potentially been some incidents, but again, digging into some of the, the actual evidence on those is, is still pretty challenging.
0: And is it safe to characterize it the way I did, that when these new digital systems are in place, such as NextGen by the FAA, really the aircraft, the airlines, the airports, the towers, and the basic FAA and government-owned and operated systems are really one big digital network?
1: Yeah, really what we're looking at is is, is moving to, to that, that IP-based network for for a lot of aviation-based systems. So if you look at a lot of the challenges facing the, the, the aviation network is it's becoming increasingly congested through things like um, uh, drones, urban air mobility vehicles, increased air traffic, and that complexity and, and overcrowding is, is leading to this requirement for, for increased efficiency. And a lot of that increased efficiency can be delivered through that increased digitalization and, and data. So, yep, yeah, pretty much everything now is is being connected and, and a aim is to get everybody or all the systems talking on on effectively one large network. But as as you and I know, the, the challenges of that, then as, as much as there are benefit, there are also risks.
0: We're speaking with Pete Cooper, Senior Fellow for the Cyber Statecraft Initiative at the Atlantic Council and CEO of Pavisate, a cybersecurity consultancy. And getting to the FAA and I guess the European Union air traffic control outfit are both pursuing similar types of systems, GPS-based, as you put it, IP-based networks, to replace the radar systems that have been in place for so many decades. Are they on to the cyber security risks, do you think? And what do they need to do to make sure that the systems they deploy, like NextGen, are safe?
1: You've probably hit about the, the, the million-dollar question when it comes to cybersecurity, which is how much is enough. The challenge we have is that the the industry itself is a global industry. So the more that we have those systems that are interoperable and working together um, is going to be critical. So they are focusing on the cybersecurity of it. But the interesting question will be, are we focusing on all of the right things and are we doing that in a global coordinated fashion? Because there are initiatives um, like this, both in the US, Europe and also the Far East as well, because a lot of the challenges out there, especially with IP based systems, is that in the past, where previously some of the aviation systems may not have been generally accessible to adversaries. Everybody generally knows what an IP-based network looks like. So the evolution of this is potentially moving on to a more well-known system based that adversaries know about. The challenge will be, across all of that complexity, have we rigorously looked at not just um, the risks, but also the resilience of those systems? Um, one of the things that is, is sort of being proven over and over on, on cybersecurity is that it, it's really difficult... To decide how secure something needs to be, and generally, the history will always show that that actually things will go wrong, adversaries will find a way, and that the key in all of this is is resiliency. Is even if the digital system falls over, have you got enough resiliency to still manage and safely move air traffic?
0: And to what extent do the different agencies throughout the world cooperate on standards and procedures for cyber? I guess everything else, because if you leave the safe system over Great Britain, for example, but then the system over Japan is not so good, then what have you really gained in terms of end-to-end security here?
1: It's not a case of one system being being good or not. It's, are we approaching the risks in the same manner, in an informed manner? Because, I mean, that's one of the, the, the key things that That came out from the report is that actually there are multiple different perspectives on on the nature of the risk and the nature of the the challenges that we're facing on a lot of these systems not just on on air traffic management but also across aircraft and airports that the real challenge is is actually making sure that that we've got objectivity in those systems and that across those those global partners that everybody understands how everybody else is looking at it. The key advantage that aviation has got compared to a lot of other industries is that ICAO, as the UN body for aviation, is actually really proactive in this space and is doing a lot of work to try and pull together all of these threads. Because from a manufacturing uh, perspective or from a regulation perspective, the more global coherence we can get, the more that aviation maintains its, its position as a as a globally interoperable industry.
0: And with respect to this final picture of a digital system that is doing air traffic management throughout the world versus the radar systems, where are we worldwide in that journey so far?
1: Systems are starting to be rolled out and tested and, and there's lots of different initiatives ongoing. So, yeah, some of these systems are are starting to go are starting to go live, uh, which is good because then we're starting to get used to to what those systems look like. The challenge will be is it is working out what bad looks like, or, or or what resilience looks like when it comes to those systems. As with any large IT project, it's easy to get lost in in what the benefits may be and, and what sort of huge difference that might bring. But then objectively look into the, the fail cases or the use cases for how things may go wrong, and then how the operators then deal with that. The way that I I sort of characterise attacks. Especially in aviation, is is the sort of first generation attacks will, will compromise availability of data. Can the operator see the information that they they needing to use, or the confidentiality of data? So, for example, some flights people may not want to be sort of seen or be able to track. Then actually, that that may be um, something that's. Quite difficult to do with the modern systems. The second generation of attacks are really going to be attacking the, the integrity of data. The adversary getting in the middle of that decision cycle and, and changing what is presented to the operators that are trying to operate safely. That is an order of magnitude harder for an adversary to do, but it's also an order of magnitude harder for the defensive teams and the operators to be able to manage. I'd like to think that, that we as an industry are, are really asking ourselves the hard questions of what that may look like so that actually we have the ability to to both defend that data and also fall back to, to where the systems are in a safe, fall back safely, if that makes sense. The aviation industry is really, really good at designing safe systems that when they fail, they they fail in a graceful manner so that safety and security are not compromised. And we've got to make sure that at every stage, that's the 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 mantra that we're following on the new digital systems as well. And and the teams are working very hard
0: on that. Pete Cooper is Senior Fellow for the Cyber Statecraft Initiative at the Atlantic Council and CEO of Pavisade, a cyber consultancy. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks very much, Tom, and
0: um, pleasure to be here. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.